Unfortunately, I think I know what you're wondering tonight. What does Bob have to say about the death of Kobe Bryant? Kobe was already a legend, and the cliche is that legends never die. But some legends inevitably fade, even when in the moment we espouse other cliches like someone's legacy will be forever cemented in history. And I know this might be difficult to hear so close to the tragedy, as the world reacts with justified shock and sadness. I'm shocked. I'm sad. But I hope you'll allow me the emotional leeway to step back and approach the death of Kobe from a different viewpoint. The coldest reality of life is we're all going to die. And when you take that cold look at it, What's more important to you, quantity of days or quality of days? And while I only knew Kobe the same way you did, through the media spotlight of not only being one of the most gifted athletes in history, but also one of the most thoughtful and thought-provoking figures in recent memory, the rare athlete who you wouldn't just pay to see play, you'd listen up whenever he talked because of his insights and more importantly, rare ability to concisely articulate his emotions, motivations, and instincts. I'm not saying Kobe never suffered. We all suffer. To live is to suffer. But the quality of days that Kobe had was world-class, just like Kobe. The impact he had on those who knew him best is obvious, But the impact on all of us that didn't know him is also obvious. The joy he brought to the world is indisputable. In Los Angeles, the ultimate city of stars, one star outshone them all. Kobe. But is there any way that the premature passing of Kobe is a twisted blessing? Certainly not to his widow and surviving daughters, family, and close friends. That's obvious. But more broadly for us, those that won't be at the funeral, but still believe that Kobe's legacy should be held up and remembered and cherished and passed down for as long as possible. Maybe in that way, his premature passing is a final yet Shakespearean gift to the world. For this tragedy does, in fact, cement Kobe's legacy by forcing the entire world all at once to focus on the man, his life, and his impact. Jimi Hendrix, JFK, Kurt Cobain all had their lives cut far too short, and I could go on. But in those tragedies, just like Kobe's, Their legacies were and will continue to be legendary. The first question tonight will also be about Kobe, more specifically his daughter Gianna, which I personally find even more heartbreaking, and of course the other seven souls that perished are in our hearts too. But in the cold reality of show business, just like the Grammys, the show must and has to go on. Kobe would. Mamba mentality. 
My name is Bob, and that's Fish B on the bass guitar, and our job is simple, to make you smile and to make you think. Nothing more, nothing less, to make you smile and make you think. And with that, Fish B, thank you for the hot lead. I feel we should skip the formality of the tease that usually goes here and just start the show the only way we know how with question one. What hit you the hardest emotionally as the news coverage about the helicopter crash unfolded? Oh, that took me to a dark place. I kept imagining the final moment and was overwhelmed with empathy for all those on board and sympathy for all their loved ones who weren't. But candidly, as a parent, my mind leapt to Kobe's 13-year-old daughter. Her name was Gianna. My daughter's name is Viana. They called her Gigi. We called my daughter Vivi. For some reason, that made it even more personal to me. And unfortunately, my vivid imagination kept going to that tragic last moment before impact. And I'm not sure we'll ever know, but I really hope they went from everything being fine to everything not in that dense fog. I really hope their last moment wasn't Kobe and his daughter and just spending your last moment on Earth in that kind of sheer terror. I hope that wasn't it. I really do. And Kobe and his daughter had plans. Kobe was the Black Mamba. But they planned on his daughter being the best female basketball player in the history of the world, or at least doing everything to achieve that goal and dream. In fact, Giambasita, already trademarked by Kobe and family. The passing of Kobe is awful. The passing of his daughter, even worse. And I think that made the tragedy so much real for so many more people. And with that, Fish B, could we move on to some lighter things, please? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Your Grammy predictions were shit. Are you going to apologize now or later? Uh, yeah, my, uh, my Grammy predictions were shit. That's about right. I thought Lizzo would own the night, but Billie Eilish did award-wise, and we love Billie Eilish too. But who did the best job of the night, including honoring the spirit of Kobe? Alicia Keys' host once again was absolutely pitch perfect on a very, very, very difficult night. She had to thread the needle emotionally, and she absolutely did. So tip of the cap to Alicia Keys. Lizzo did have the performance of the night, though, Fishby, to open the show. And when you think about it, Lizzo and Billie Eilish, what a cool place the world is musically in 2020. A beautifully obese black woman whose confidence is infectious and talent and music overwhelming. I love the flute! She's a flautist! And an 18-year-old freak of nature musical savant who's so unique, I'm not sure a poet laureate <laughs> could find the words to describe Billie Eilish properly. I think a generation ago they wouldn't have even been on mainstream radio, let alone anywhere near the Grammys. 2020, musically, we're doing pretty good. 
But oh yeah, Fish B, since you and I are talking mistakes, this show will never be perfect. Never, ever, ever. Because I'm human. That's my excuse, and humans aren't perfect. On Friday, I even accidentally referred to Rosalia as Rosalia, even though I know her name. That was my bad. But in an even bigger mistake... There was a question about me and threesomes that apparently you thought was so good that got bumped into the T's, yet somehow never made the body, a.k.a. the fishbowl of the show. The fishbowl is your account, Fishbee. So before you get on my case, uh, that's even worse. No, no, no. I will not do that to myself. You know the fishbowl is your account. What else could your account be? I know you have a lot going on between the questions, the bass guitar, the Latin triangle, and the guitar. I get it, Fishbee. But still, I'm human, and you're an extra-dimensional fishbowl, so... I don't think I'm punishing our audience with this. I'm punishing you. I will never, ever, ever ask the question. I will never... Excuse me. Speaking of being human and not being perfect, I will never answer the question about the threesome ever. So don't try to put it back in the fishbowl. That's the price that you paid. You got to learn it. On behalf of everybody, and besides, who wants to hear whether or not I've had a, uh, a threesome or not? What's next, Fish B? <laughs> who is the best dressed at the Grammys? I mean, everybody looked great. It's the Grammys, right? FKA Twigs, I love. Ariana, ooh, she's America's sweetheart. Dua Lipa, I got a thing for Dua Lipa. She looked real good. Also got a thing for BB Rexa. She looked really good. Billy Porter, always a showstopper. And I thought Lizzo looked absolutely beautiful, too. I'm not too concerned about who was the best dressed. What's next? What did you learn from the impeachment trial today? Yes, the defense started in earnest on Saturday, and then today they went all day. And unfortunately, I am not basically a lawyer. You might remember for a long time I thought I was because I thought I got an A- in constitutional law from Washington State University. Turns out I got a B plus. So I'm not basically a lawyer. The B and B plus doesn't stand for basically a lawyer, unfortunately. But I know lawyers say in the old legal biz, when the facts are on your side, argue the facts. If the facts aren't on your side, argue process. And if you can't do either, bang the fucking table. Today, it was all process. They cannot come back on the facts. However, politically... President Trump didn't have the worst day ever because his defense team, especially former attorney general of Florida, my, one of my many former homes, they did land punches on Hunter and Joe Biden. Random aside about uh, Hunter, uh, I don't think this guy has the best judgment. He's agreed to child support after a legal battle with an exotic dancer slash baby mama named Dallas, who we've brought up on this show before. I love exotic dancers, and I love getting people pregnant. But you can't impregnate an exotic dancer named Dallas. 
I mean, that's one of the, that's just one of the rules. Like a thoughtful gentleman knows that. I mean, a sativa or a Mercedes, sure, that's a different story. You could accidentally impregnate a sativa or a Mercedes, but a Dallas? Really, Hunter? Come on. What's next? Why don't President Trump supporters care that he lies more than he tells the truth? Because I think they approach it and can justify a bit, justify it, excuse me, again, human, can justify it just through a very, very cynical lens. They're like, what? He's a politician. All politicians lie. All politicians have done nothing but lie to me my entire life. And now you want to get on this guy's case for lying? If I'm playing devil's advocate, I believe that's the argument that they would make. What's next, Fishby? Did you keep it Brockmire this weekend? Oh, did I? Oh, did I? How Brockmire is this? I started a book on Saturday morning and had it finished before the Grammys. That's a lot of reading for this guy. And no, there weren't illustrations. I can hear you in my head. I went to the dentist. Real fun. I cooked my parents a fancy dinner of blackened salmon, garlic shrimp, grilled green beans, and baked potato. True. I got my exercise in both days, including our YouTube yoga with Adrian. Today was day 13, by the way, and even though it was a 13 and I'm scared of 13s, and I really suck with the balance stuff, I did it today. I always feel better for doing it. Thank you for doing it with me. And Adrian said that the number 13 is very lucky for her and her family. And then I remembered, actually, this is something that I always know. There's one 13 that I adore, uh, my eldest daughter, who we were discussing earlier, uh, Vivi, uh, her birthday, uh, she was born on the last Friday, the 13th of the millennium in 1999. So maybe the 13 is lucky for me, too. I tell you, this YouTube yoga with Adrian is just, it's just changing my whole life after 13 days. So uh, the only thing I wanted to do this weekend and I didn't was go see the film Jojo Rabbit. So hopefully I can find a couple hours for that this week. What's next, little guy? Yo, it's me, Fish B again. Jesus Christo, is there no end to your madness, Fish B? Would you believe me if I told you two of the three Jonas brothers will be divorced in five years? They all make very lovely couples, Fishby. Why would you why would you put something like that out into the ether? Why would you why would you do that? I don't no, I'm not going to believe you. My Grammy predictions were shit and, and also uh no, we're we're not accepting this. We love the Joe Bro because they're the they're the Joe Bro, for God's sake. Will someone reunite the Cheetah Girls while we're at it? No? Alright. What's next? Who on God's green earth is Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White? Uh, here's everything I know about Paula White. Uh, I've, I assume she has a mega church. Uh, it's in Florida. 
And as the question mentioned, she's Trump's spiritual advisor. And though, yeah, the fourth thing, her name is her name is Paula White. But she's in the news for 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 this quote from a recent service. I can't believe a human being said this. Like, how can you go to this church? Like, this is what you show up for on Sunday morning? This is what you put money in the collection plate for? This kind of inspiration? Listen to this. This is a quote. In the name, like, I'm, I assume all the heads are bowed except for hers. In the name of Jesus, we command all satanic pregnancies to miscarry right now. We declare that anything that's been conceived in satanic wombs, that it'll miscarry. It will not be able to carry forth any plan of destruction, any plan of harm. What? What? This person? This religious wackadoodle is Trump's spiritual advisor? Like, seriously? Oh, and there's Isaiah's music, our nine-year-old executive producer, the best executive producer of the podcast biz. Tonight, Isaiah writes, can you explain the Buddhism gateless gate thing? Because I'm really confused. I understand the confusion there. It's intentionally somewhat confusing. And keep in mind that I don't think anyone would consider me a practicing Buddhist. Uh, if anything, I borrow a, a, and adopt a kind of bastardized, westernized, a la carte Buddhism for the bipolar. That's kind of where I'm at. And I could explain to you the gateless gate thing, but then it won't be near as profound as when the gateless gate thing occurs to you and you figure it out. And then when you do, then you'll always remember it and you'll never forget it. So I am sorry, our nine-year-old executive producer. And with that, it's time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego and the finale. Kick it, Fish B! Nicki Minaj, quasi-retired rapper and human who scares me. Her brother got sentenced 25 to life for child rape. Ugh. Florida had something called the Python Bowl with lots of cash prizes. I'm not making this up. For capturing the freakishly large and invasive Burmese pythons. And that scares me way more than Nicki Minaj invasive Burmese pythons. Ugh. Locust swarms have descended on Africa, and Armageddon is also scarier than Nicki Minaj. If there was any justice in the world, these locust swarms would have descended on Trump's presidential or uh, spiritual advisor's church. Uh, Doctor Who has cast their first black title character, and I can't imagine racists being smart enough to watch that show. I'm not smart enough to watch that show. Chris Matthews, host of MSNBC's Hardball, an asker of, asker of world's longest, most meandering questions, has a brand new podcast to ask even longer, more meandering questions. Welcome to the club, Chris. And lastly, hallelujah and praise Elron, the Iowa caucuses are finally just one week from tonight. And to our friends in Iowa, I just need you to remember three things. Amy Klobuchar is the Goldilocks candidate, and Amy Klobuchar is the Goldilocks candidate, and Amy Klobuchar is the Goldilocks candidate. Thank you, Fish B, and thank you even more for listening. I love you. 
Fish B and I will be back tomorrow for chapter 400! Doing our best to make you smile and make you think. That's it. Very simple show. We just try to make you smile and make you think. Show number 400 tomorrow. Say adios, Fish B!